Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of SideQuest. My name is Joey and I am forever and always your GM for the evening. And with me I have three of the greatest PCs of their respective houses. First up we have Dan. Dan, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing good, man. I thought you were gonna go longer than that. That's what she said. That is not what she said. <laughs> I've heard, I'm sure you've heard that before. Next up, we have Richie. Yo, bro. How you doing, man? Oh, you know, we here, chilling, doing the darn thing. Just chilling. Relaxing. Yes, sir. Maxing out cool. Yeah. Gonna shoot some b-ball after this. Yeah, right, right outside the pool, if I'm not mistaken. And next up, we have Ironic Magazine's World Sexiest Man, Cruz Turner. Cruz, how are you? Oh, I was hoping, I was hoping it's like, speaking of not lasting long enough for something, but damn, Ironic Magazine's Sexiest Man. <laughs> I mean, I think you're the sexiest some, man, though, bro. So you yeah, but it's Ironic Magazine. <laughs> oh, um, can I tell you uh, something? Can yeah. I tell you something honest, real quick? <laughs> I thought about that one in the car earlier today, and I literally wrote it down for this moment. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> you know, I'm shocked you haven't hit me with the. I know you would. Oh, dude, that's coming though. That's a whole story that we'd have to explain to the audience. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing well. You doing okay? <laughs> yeah. You know, just really happy with the new award I just got get given from Ironic Magazine. Yeah, you don't want to see what that trophy looks like. I really don't understand what ironic means, but I got voted the sexiest man alive, so hey. Hey, that's all that matters. That's all. And it's probably something to do with iron, if I had to guess. So last time in the episode, episode 21, we had quite a lot of things happen. Uh, first off, Dr. Cogswickle, you didn't speak too much in the last episode. Why don't you go ahead and say your thoughts on the episode now? Hold on. In his voice? What What do you think, man? What We do the same... This is... We've done it 21 episodes. Well, okay. This is all staying in, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was unconscious for most of last time, so I don't really remember. You know, I do remember getting my eye ripped out and then passing out. And then, yeah, I don't really know what's going on at this point. Boulder was the one that pulled you out of the car, and, and, and then some dude ripped your eye out. Yes, I was very surprised at Boulder. You know, it's it, it wasn't debauchery Tuesdays. It's more more of a Tuesday thing, but uh, I was very <laughs> off put by what happened. Yeah, me too. I think I think Richie was as a as a person. That was wild. <laughs> then, uh, you thought that Lola 2.0 might have blown up in an alley, but luckily not. So yeah. that's that's good. Yeah, no, it's you know just lo loss of of words, loss of emotions, only only rage, and then it was gone because it was it was just. It did happen. My friends are okay, relatively, and my car is fine. So you know, good day, ish. You got to talk to Nelson, and and uh, you had a had a good conversation with him. Probably sent a lot of heat to his new restaurant slash club. So that's good. Good relationships. Well, I mean, actions have consequences. That is our motto here at SideQuest. Speaking of actions and consequences, uh, am I speaking to Boulder or Lagrange? Who's Lagrange's? Yeah, that's a fair point. Boulder, last time in the uh, episode, you got a new grenade launcher from Isaac. That was nice. Yeah, it was shinies and silvers and golds. Good catch, by the way, on that the Doc's eye was recording literally everything and spoiled y'all's whole plan. Yes. You know, sometimes sun has to shine. Um, some ways. That, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better <laughs> myself, man. <laughs> well... <laughs> Speaking of uh, concise segues, we have done our six minutes, so let's uh, get into the episode. It is relatively peaceful in the small, dilapidated shack nestled beside the sheer drop of the sea wall as it looms over their churning black water. The peace is relative 
because save the lone oscillating fan in the corner of the waiting room that squeaks every 57th rotation, the sound of sawing, buzzing, and burning from the past four hours and 23 minutes has finally quieted. Boulder, or is it LaGrange, sits alone with his thoughts, just as he has for the past four hours, 23 minutes, and 13 seconds. He looks up the moment before the door on the far side of the room opens. A small man, bare-chested, stands half-turned in the doorway. He runs a hand through his wispy hair, and then, adjusting his nearly opaque glasses, looks to Boulder. Your friend's arresting now. That was a bit of a rough one. Boulder runs his eyes over the small man again, a fleeting thought that he can't quite catch nagging somewhere at the back of his mind. What did you say your name was again, friend? Boulder squints and then narrows his eyes, reaching for and then missing the thought one more time. My name's is, uh, is, is Boulder's. The small man leans back against the door frame and sighs to himself. Boulder? Ha, <laughs> that's funny. He stands up straight and turns, the rail pistol now fully visible in his right hand. Because the last time we met, you said your name was something else. Boulder twitches a hand towards the grenade launcher sitting in his lap, but freezes as the wine on the rail pistol spins up. He looks up to see Maurice's face partially obscured by the pulsing barrel. Yeah, that's right. I remember you. Right after you and your goons beat me up and forced me to work on that girl. While I lay on the floor, bleeding from the butt of that very magnum you have at your shoulder, your name was the last thing I grasped onto as I slipped out of consciousness. LaGrange. Boulder, you are sitting in the chair, your grenade launcher on your lap, and your hands resting on the arms of the chair. You see Maurice's rail pistol pointed at you. What do you do? I'm going to look at him and be like, uh, who's LaGrange's? Don't play that game with me. What do you mean, games? You, you don't think I'd remember you? You're probably one of the biggest idiots I've ever seen. Like stature-wise or stupidities-wise? Both. Oh. Where's the Where's the girl that you were with in that in the the wiry man? I where Where are they at? Are they around here somewhere? No, so I've never been here with the girls. I've only been here with Dens and Doc. I told you never to come back here. Well, I mean. He uh, kind of falters on the on the pistol a little bit and lowers it just slightly, pointing the barrel down more towards your feet than at your head. And he says, I worked on your friends as a favor to Meryl, but that's it. I I want you out of here. Okay, um, I'm sorry that you don't like me. I didn't mean to upset you. He says, I'll finish working on your friends, but you go wait outside. I don't trust you at all. I still don't think you understand is that I don't know what you're talking about. He flicks the safety off on the rail pistol and points it at your head again. He says, go outside. But I sees that you're very firm in your stances and warnings me to leaves. Yeah, that's right. Go outside and I'll finish with your friends and I'll send them out in a second. If I catch you back in here, I'm going to shoot you. You realize that, right? Okay. So, Boulder, you get up and uh, do you head outside? I start walking to the door and uh, I'm going to kind of keep him in my peripheries. You see him, as you stand up and turn, you see him out of the corner of your eye, raise the pistol, and move his finger off the safety position, and you wait a beat as you start to walk, just before he lowers it, and you hear the safety click back on and the wine spin down, and he goes back in the back room. So as you head outside, it's about mid-morning now, it's about 10 a.m., and uh, the, the sunlight is muted by a low mist hanging over from the sea. Uh, that's right up next against the shack. You see Lolo 2.0 sitting out on the edge of the street and uh, not too many people around this section of the Warrens, even though most of it's abandoned, is largely abandoned. You see a bunch of other dilapidated buildings and places where the seawall has failed and whole sections of this area have slid into the ocean. Hmm. What do you do? I'm going to be honest. 
I don't like the idea that he's in there alone with Doc and Din and he doesn't like me. But at the same time, I don't want to accidentally blow up Din and the Doc. <laughs> That's a fair point. So you're going to stay out? I'm going to stay out for now. So, Din, Dr. Cogsbuckle, um, both of you are lying unconscious in the back room of Maurice's shack. Din, you're the first to awaken as you feel a prick on the inside palm of your left hand. And you see Maurice standing down by your hand as you're reclined in a chair. He is drawing a pen back and he says, Good, you're up. Let's go. You, I, 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 don't, I want you guys out of here. Din's going to nod his head and kind of like squint a bit. And uh, he's going to look towards the door and, uh, I guess, start strolling out. You look towards the door, and uh, as you sit up from the reclined chair, you look towards the door, and you see a mirror on the back of the door. What do you see looking back at you? Well, new and improved, Din, aside from losing my beautiful teardrop tattoo. (laughs) His body now just, if you think it's tribal tattoos, they're not. It's just really crappy marker just over and over again, just scribbled all up and down his arm to make it look like tribal. He's got like this really like ocean blue tank top on, really sick board shorts and slides with dope. (laughs) And I mean, just the just amazing blonde dreadlocks. Not necessarily functional. No. But they're that, li- definitely like aesthetic. if he were to like move and like hit somebody with them, dude, like they it would hurt. You'd hear a, a solid like thunk. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Richie, can I can you do me a solid? Yo, what's up, bro? Can I make a character decision for you? Yeah, man, what's up? Alright, so he looks in the mirror, sees the board shorts, sees the slides, sees the tank top, sees the dreads, but also lightly resting on his collarbones is the sickest hemp and puka shell necklace you've ever seen. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it may it may or may not be the same puka shell necklace that Din had way back in that summer <laughs> that we don't want to talk about. He's always held on to it. This is his moment. Incredible. Incredible. So as you look in the mirror, you go to stand up and Maurice from over by Dr. Cogsbuckle says, Now be careful now. It's You're going to be a bit wobbly, but hey, um, by the way, uh, you got like a... A prosthetic piece. Uh, it's kind of like a stent opening up your... Your sinuses were crushed by something big, bud. What was it? I, you know what? I don't want to know. Just get out. It, it'll open them up for a little bit. It won't last for forever. Just FYI. Uh, Din's gonna, like, smile, like, his goofy smile and, like, shoot him a thumbs up and then head outside. You begin to head outside and Dr. Cogsbuckle, you're next to wake up and you feel a prick on your hand. <laughs> and he says... <laughs> And not not in your hand, put it on your hand. <laughs> uh, that can't <laughs> stay in. <laughs> this is why this is why we can't do the podcast after ten o'clock at night. And so, Doctor Cogswell, you feel a prick. I almost said the wrong one. You feel a prick in your hand. <laughs> All right, reset. Here we go. Dr. Cogsbuckle, you feel a prick on your hand and kind of like slowly open your eyes and you see Maurice standing there and he says, All right, get out. Well, Dr. Cogsbuckle sits up slowly and... And you see the mirror on the back of the door. What do you see? Well, it's a little bit the complete opposite of what Dr. Cogsbuckle is. He's got a clean cut haircut, slick back a little bit. He's wearing a leather jacket for some reason. He's got a flannel with a tie and a nice pair of blue jeans on. 
It's almost like he's a actual citizen. <laughs> Instead of a cartoon character. And he looks very confused into the mirror and looks back at what's his face, Maurice, and he kind of tilts his head to the side a little bit. Like, kind of like, really? Maurice says, What do you want? Merle didn't pay for the, the diamond package. This is what you get. Then he kind of just drops his head a little bit and starts walking to the door. <laughs> you dejectedly walk towards the door to meet up with a pretty large man with uh, blonde dreadlocks that you don't recognize. What do you say to him? Din, is that you? Oh, Doc, what's up, bro? Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, you look totally awesome. Yes, you do too. Are we doing different voices? Oh, did you? Did he not? Did he not give you? Well, that's a little rude, but. Uh. <laughs> well, that, no, I mean that's a, that's okay. I mean, I, I don't mind doing another voice. I guess it makes sense since we look different. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I was working on this as a like a cowboy stage production at the school. Yeah, well, hit, hit me with it, Doc. <clears throat> I didn't. How goes it? Is that too similar? Din's gonna like the really like shitty smile of that's great. He's gonna hold up like two thumbs. <laughs> Boulder, you hear quite the commotion coming from inside of the house. You're leaning against Lola, cleaning the end of your grenade launcher, and you kind of like squint an eye down and inspect the inside of the barrel. Um, it's loaded, of course, <laughs> only to see the door open up and a large uh, man with blonde dreadlocks and then a man in a flannel with a tie that's uh, pretty clean cut looking high and tight. They walk out. You're still waiting for Dr. Cox Buckland then to come out. So this is happening, right? So Boulder still wouldn't realize that we've changed already. Of course. Of course not. This would be the moment where just Boulder ends us and he shoots us because he doesn't know who That's we right. are. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk that that I'm gonna I'm gonna run that. Din's gonna reach into his pocket and take out Lola's keys and click the alarm on it to unlock the car. You unlock the car and it chirps twice and Boulder, you kind of stand up straight with the start and you cannot figure out why this man has Den's keys. I'm going to pull my mask down. What did you do with my friends? And I'm going to point the grenade launcher at him. Oh, Boulder, bro, it's us, man. Oh. I've never <laughs> seen you in my life. So who's are you? And he's going to like look excitedly at the doc and like <laughs> slap him on the shoulder. He's like, dude, it totally works, bro. Howdy there, partner. <laughs> Howdy, partners. Who are you and why do you have Den's keys? I'm gonna ask no more times. Uh, Boulder, dude, it's it's us, bro. It's it's Din in the dark. Huh. Boulder, it's it's the dark and Din. We got facial reconstruction as well as a uh, you know, clothing. I'm gonna lift my mask. Oh, oh, I I'm not gonna lie, Docs. I liked you better the other way. Well, I did too, there, partner. But you know, <laughs> sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to fit in around here. <laughs> Did you steal Jax D's voice? <laughs> he was he was his biggest fan. No, that totally he makes was, sense. He was. It's true. That's canonical. No, Boulder. This was uh, you know, the stage productions at the old school. You know, kids. We did we did a western western play. Oh yeah. Boulder, the, the thing that is bothering you at this moment is why Doc looks like he has two working eyes. Uh, um. How do you fix your eyes, Docs? Well, I'll be honest with you, Boulder. It, uh, this one doesn't work too well, but this one I can see fine. Did you point at them? You just kind of said that, and I don't know which eyes you're talking about. I point to the left one. <sighs> I don't like <laughs> this at all, boys. I'll be honest, Boulder. I, dude, I don't know how long I can keep this voice up. 
<laughs> oh, this is going to be great. All right, Dan, you walk over. You uh, feel kind of like in your back pocket, like a folded up piece of paper. Do you pull it out? Yes, absolutely. So you pull it out and you find inside of it a new um, ID card and a few like pieces of documentation that say that your new name is. Oh, check it out. Got a new name. Hit Dominic Doretto. Huh. What's up with that? <laughs> Oh, man. Doc, you uh, reach into the back pocket of your very skin-tight, skinny jeans, and you pull out a similarly bundled piece of paper, and it says your new name is... Well, uh, I guess my new name is Edward Block. You know, well, I don't like this at all. Well, Docs, it was kind of yours fault that you had the eyes and didn't want to tell us about it. As they say, his actions have consequences. This is this is true, Boulder. I, uh, although I did get kidnapped, so it wasn't completely my fault. So you guys stare at each other for a few more minutes as the waves crash behind you and below you. And uh, then while they're having this contemplative moment, you kind of squeeze in between them and unlock your car and kind of slide into the driver's seat and close the door. And then you roll down the window, them still looking at each other, and you say, Guys, we like gotta go? So if you could stare in the car, huh, that'd, that'd be great. And he's gonna honk. All right, Dr. Cogswell gets in the car. What seat do you get in, Dr. Cogswell? Front passenger seat. He's feeling spicy because he's got a new identity. I like it. Okay. Boulder, what do you think about that? I'm just gonna kind of stare at him for a moment and <laughs> slam the door and then get in the back. <laughs> you slam the door and you slide in the back, uh, readjusting your your various weaponry as you as you sit down. I'm gonna hit him in the back of the head with my grenade launcher on <laughs> accident. <laughs> you smack him in the back of the head with your grenade launcher, uh, Doctor Cogsbuckle. You you kind of star your vision for a second. It kind of stars out. Sorry, Doc. Yes, uh, it's fine. It's you know usually as I'm sitting in the front, so I have more rooms to adjust. It's kind of cramped back here. Is that it? Yeah. So I love the tension between Dr. Coxbuckle and Boulder. Uh, like while while they're staring at each other, like Dan is in the driver's seat playing with his dreads, like he's batting them back and forth. <laughs> so you guys get in Lola and kind of drive off away from Maurice's shack. Um, Dan, where are you guys headed? Or I guess I'm sorry, Tominic, where are you guys headed? I think we decided we're going to Monkeys next. All right. So you head back into the interior of the Warrens, driving through the streets, and like I said, it's about midday now, and you kind of get out of the mist and it's mainly an overcast kind of day um you're actually getting pretty close to the time of year and time of day when the high side eclipses the sun for a few minutes you uh you drive down the streets passing a few of the denizens of the of the warrens what are you guys what's the conversation like in the vehicle or is it quiet Mm, i would say the tension between me and boulder is making it quiet it seems like it i don't know why there is tension but there is gee i don't know i pulled his eye out (laughs) oh yeah that's fair point So, like, are you dudes going to, like, talk about what happened, or is this going to be, like, a thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, hey, I guess I'm talking to myself then, huh? Cool. <laughs> All right, I'll do it myself then. <laughs> <laughs> Best line. So, you guys continue to drive in, in very awkward silence. Then you um, luckily have the, the very loud ear-shattering rumble of your car to keep you company. Of course. Uh, before you pull up to the abandoned building that houses Monkey's apartment. Dad, Din's gonna park out front and uh, turn off and uh, hop out and proceed to go up to Monkey's. Okay. So, um, you walk up to the edge of the building. Dr. Cogsbuckle Boulder, do you guys get out? Uh, yes. I'll hop out. Okay. So, uh, both you guys hop out and begin to walk up uh, with Din to 
the bottom of the apartment complex there's a like a double glass front door that is kind of busted out and there's a call box on the side uh and then you know that monkey's uh, apartment is apartment 329 Din's gonna like type it in real quick and hit the call so you hit the call box and uh it buzzes a few times and then buzzes a few times more and then buzzes a few times more before the speaker squills and uh you hear a voice say uh, yeah who is it huh monkey bro it's 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 din bro you don't you don't sound like din <laughs> look here it it'd be a lot funnier when you see me bro just you gotta trust me on this uh if you need something you work for me back at the school bro Hold on, hold on a second. And the call box clicks off, and um, you guys stand there and kind of like look at each other and and wait for a second, and then it clicks back on, and you hear the door buzz. He says, "All right, um, is it is it just you, Dan? Who who else is with you?" Oh, bro, no, I I got my I got my bros with me. I got Doc and I got Boulder. You hear the call box click off again, and then it squeals back to life, and he says, uh, uh, "All right, come on up. Uh, door's open." Oh, thanks, bro. So the door buzzes and you open it up and you could have just stepped through the glass, but you open it up and, uh, and walk inside and it's pretty, it's about as bad as you'd think, but you climb the stairs, careful to avoid the missing stairs and the holes. Um, and you guys continue to head up the stairs until you see apartment 329 on the third floor and the door is closed. Uh, do you knock on it? Yeah. Din does like the knock he normally does for monkey. You hear from inside, you hear monkey yell, uh, doors, doors open. All right, so Din's going to, like, slowly crack it. Huh, all right, huh, monkey, bro, close your eyes. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, no problem. I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the living room. Uh, Din's going to open the door, let everyone walk in, and close it and lock it behind him, like the nine locks that would be on one of these kind of apartments. And then uh, he's going to walk to the living room, and he's going to, like, put, push his tank top down a little bit and, like, readjust his board shorts a bit. And he's going to, like, kind of get into, like, a ta-da stance and, like, all right, open him, bro. Then as you turn the corner and, and you adjust everything and you get to the stance, when you kind of, like, lift your eyes up to look in Monkey's direction, the, the, the ratty couch that he has in the middle of his living room, it's at that point that your eyes focus on exactly what the scene is in the living room. You can clearly see monkey tied up with the word traitor branded into his forehead and he's been severely severely beaten and you can see a crisscross of wires to several sets of explosives littering the walls of the house and monkey screams i got him in here please don't kill me and you hear a beeping spin up uh what do you do huh uh boulder's gonna turn heel and whip his mask down like you know how welders do he's gonna say Earmuffs. <laughs> and uh, he's going <laughs> to blow the door down with his grenade launcher. Uh, roll to do something under fire. That's plus cool. Uh, I get to roll plus hard because I'm battle hardened. Nice. Um, that is going to be a six plus three, so nine total. On a seven to nine, you flinch, hesitate, or stall. Uh, I can offer you a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. You can either blow the door down and you and Dr. Cogsbuckle will be able to get out. Or you can grab Din and try to brace against the wall with him and Dr. Cogsbuckle or try to get the door down. But you you can either definitely blow the door down and get out with Dr. Cogsbuckle or you can grab Din and maybe get out through the door or maybe like a window or something. So he's got a pick between us. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Take the dock. Take the dock. It's not in the prophecy yet. This is not how he's supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So I need to protect Din because he's not going to die alone. 
I mean, he said that Lady Ritten said the dock is going to die alone and for no reason. So if the building explodes, it's going to kill Monkey and the dock, so he's not dying alone. So I'm going to try to. I'm going to. So it's either I can blast the door down and get the dock, or can I blast the door down and get Din? No, so you'll either blast the door down and get the dock, or you will have to grab Din and dive through a window to like a fire escape, essentially. We're going with option two because the prophecy speaks it. You guys are putting a lot of a lot of uh, stake in the idea that <laughs> Lady Written is prescient, but that's fine. Yeah, no, that's I mean that's how Boulder's thinking. I'm just thinking in Cruz's voice as Boulder. So uh, tell me what happens. So like I'm imagining this how how one of Richie's old apartments was. So there's like a little wall and then the living room and then on the other side of the living room is like a sliding glass door to a little balcony. Uh, so I'm going to turn around and click thinking, oh crap, I didn't, this is the first time I didn't reload my grenade launcher. And uh, so I'm going to grab Dan and I'm going to like swing my grenade launcher because it's, you know, it's on a strap on my shoulder. I'm going to swing it, grab Dan with uh, the arm that I had the grenade launcher and I'm going to pull my arm up and like elbow lead through the glass and dive off the balcony. So because of because your role is not a perfect success, you will grab Dan and dive through the glass, but you'll land hard on the dilapidated balcony. And as you do, uh, it gives way below you and it, it begins to fall. The whole a concrete and metal slab just leaving the side of the building and falling. And then it hits the balcony below it and that one falls and hits the one below it and that one falls. And you guys land hard as the last one. The whole stack falls onto the ground, uh, hitting a dumpster and then kind of tipping you guys over. You both are going to take three harm from this. Does armor uh, avoid any harm with that? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, it's still game rolls, right? So, um, Doc, you hear the beeping and you have not turned the corner to the living room, but all of a sudden you see... Din freeze and boulder dart into the room and grab Din and dive through the glass and then you hear a bunch of crashing right after Monkey yells. What do you do? Well, I take my earmuffs off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, you take them off and you can finally hear the beeping. <laughs> well, how do they? How do they, Monkey? Is there anywhere I can hide to get away from this blast? Oh, no. Well, I don't care if you hide or not. I'm gonna hide in your kitchen if that's all right. <laughs> Not waiting for an answer, you hunker down under the counter in the kitchen, kind of like backing, wedging yourself between Ooh. the mini fridge and the. Uh, uh, Doc gets in the fridge. You gotta get in Doc, the fridge. Yeah, Doc gets in the fridge. It's a little fridge. <laughs> Doc wedges himself in the mini fridge, <laughs> and uh, and he's only like three quarters of the way in there. His feet and butt are still sticking out. All of a sudden, the timer goes beep, 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 and then a huge explosion rocks the building. Doctor Cogsbuckle, uh, your 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 feet and and rear end get extremely hot and you're gonna take five harm from this all of a sudden you were in a free fall as the floor underneath you in the mini fridge gives way and the next thing you know it is completely black and you don't know if it's because you're unconscious or because you're buried under rubble but uh boulder din you guys are standing outside as the building uh collapses in on itself from this huge explosion that rocks the alleyway i think so made of mistakes din's just gonna he's <laughs> Just basically staring like the sad puppy dog, like at his once friend's now burning apartment. He borrowed my DVD collection. <laughs> <laughs> my Furious in the Fast movie. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Woo! Um, okay, how, anyway. How much rubble is it? Uh, I, I 
pretty significant amount, uh, but through the, the twisted steel and, and bricks, um, you can try to find the dock if you and Den both look, I'd imagine. But y'all are pretty banged up, but not, not too terribly. I'm be alright. I've been through worse. Roll to read a sitch. This is plus sharp. And Dan, you can help out if you want to. Yeah. That's plus HX. That's an 11 by myself. Oh, okay. And with the HX from Boulder, that's going to bump it to a 13. So, yeah, you guys, you dig through, and from somewhere deep inside the rubble, you are able to find, first you see the flannel shirt and tucked in tie, skinny tie of uh, Dr. Cogswuckle. And Boulder, you lift some pretty heavy chunks of rubble off of him and uh, to see his pretty battered and bruised, uh, partially broken body. And you pull him out of the rubble and lift him onto your shoulder. Um, what do you guys do? Just a normal day for Doc at this point. <laughs> yeah, Doc gets beat up a lot. <laughs> All right, let's go another 20 minutes without me saying anything. We need to get back to the, get back to the battle wagon. So um, as you guys head back to head back towards Lola. Doc, you are conscious and in an immense amount of pain. Can I ask? Sorry, it's going to sidetrack us for a second, but I have a thing that I'm prepared for the inevitable. I have a well-stocked and high-quality first aid kit. Mm-hmm. So it has a capacity of two stock. So that means I can carry two. So could we ostensibly say I got two, I reloaded it at what's-his-faces, Maurice's? Uh, no, I think you would have had to go back to like your home base to reload that essentially because you used two of them uh, earlier and also maurice didn't like you yeah he definitely wouldn't let you do anything <laughs> he want, he told you to sit in that chair so um you were you carry the doc back about halfway back to the car uh he wakes up and then it's about this point when you hear the sound of very loud aggressive engines uh rumbling in your direction you round the corner of the alley to see lola completely surrounded by uh, a lot of very aggressive race cars, and you see Rick Flare standing on the hood of Lola, and he says, "Din freaking wait, Din, Bol- Boulder, who is that?" Din's died. This is my new partner's. Uh, why? Why are you carrying that failed reporter? Because Doc's died too. Did they? Did they die in the explosion? Yes. These are. Two guys that I found in the rubbles, and I was going to help Are you new friends? (laughs) (laughs) He's still two friends. I was hoping that I could bring him back to life, so then they could be the new doc in the new digs. Since you killed him. You did this, Rick Flyer. You dumb new bitch. Roll the seducer, manipulate someone. (laughs) Oh, baby. It's the net sixes. It's it's, the perfect roll. Oh, my gosh. For the perfect lie. And Din, Din, I mean, I'm sorry. Rick says, uh, well, well, boys, that's kind of anticlimactic, I guess. Um, and Boulder, this is kind of awkward. We came here to kill Din, but, you know. Uh, I'm mad at you, Rick Flores. Uh, yeah, um, well, uh. Nelson's not going to be happy about this either. No, I already talked to Nelson. Hey, we're cool, man. It's it's all good. Nelson's news you were going to try to kill Din's? No, no, he didn't know about that, but, like, we, we talked earlier. Uh, he had a couple things that he and Din... I, I just tell him that, you know, Din died in, like, a gas explosion when he went to visit Monkey. It's all good. Oh, 
okay well i mean you don't have to worry about me talking to nelson's because he hates me but you know he also wants to kill me himself and then he but he said that he didn't want anybody to bring me to him he wants to hunt me down so yeah no he was he was pretty clear about that so um i think uh no man i think i think you i think we're good honestly uh it, I, nelson said if i touched you that you know it'd be uh it'd be bad news so you know, hey, I, i'm not gonna do that yeah yeah what's up bud are you gonna bring back the death races because you know dens left me his cars and I've, i'm pretty sure now I'll, I'll bring that cars and race you maybe i could get revenge or you could kill me yeah, no, I think uh, I think we're definitely going to bring those back. I think the Renoir is probably going to be involved, too. Uh, that's what Nelson was saying, so we should be good, yeah. That sounds pretty neat. Okay, well, um, I guess leave me to my griefs, and I'll talk to you later, Rick Flores. All right, that's, that's, all right boys. Uh, hey, mission accomplished. <laughs> that was easy. All right, let's go. And uh, they they all hop back in their cars and immediately pull off in a, in a dust cloud. You see that, Dins? Actings. <laughs> Din is like if you could feel the five degrees extra worth of heat coming like off of his body right now and like <laughs> the blood coming from like his like clenched fists <laughs> yeah, that's only compounded by the fact that you can see that you can see boot prints on lola's hood don't worry Dan. those will come out i'll buffer up real nice for you um you can see that like the steel toes that he that rick wears uh like scuffed up the the paint the only part of lola that you had time to paint was the hood and it, it like scratched up the paint <laughs> i feel like this is a losing battle din so i'm not gonna say it anymore <laughs> din, din's going to slowly walk over to the uh back door and open it for boulder and the top he is then going to slowly walk back to his side and uh hop in the driver's seat and patiently wait for his friends to get in. We'll put the dock in the back and put his head on my Nelson bag so he's not laying flat and then hop in the front quietly and make sure that like, you know, I sit properly, I don't touch anything. So you hop in the front, careful to keep all your uh, accoutrement out of the way and, and not, not touch anything you shouldn't. Doc, you groan in the back seat, but you're conscious. Oh, thank God I'm conscious. <laughs> I said you were conscious already. <laughs> <laughs> you hear from the back, uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle say, Oh, thank God I'm conscious. Yes, Docs. Missed it. Rick Flyer was here, and then I, I played him like a chump and made him believe that yous and dens were dead, so good on the face reconstructions, I guess. Or should I say, Edward Block and Tom Doretto. Boulder, it's about this time that your wad chimes. I look at my wad. You look down at it, and a message comes across from unknown. And it's a series of numbers and symbols that flash at first, and your vision kind of goes wide a little bit, and then narrows back. And the text of the message begins to scroll across. It says, you guys gave up the sewers. They're looking right now. What do you do? I'm going to say in a flat voice, Din, we need to go to the sewers. Then noting the urgency in Boulder's voice, you head very quickly, engine rumbling towards the sewers. You go down that special road that Rat Boy and some of the crew down there built for Lola, and you head into the sewers. It's pitch black for a while as you wind through, and you drive for about 30, 45 minutes, winding through, making several turns before you uh, make it to the village where you see a lot of the kids from the school and then a lot of Rat Boy's villagers. They're all kind of working hand in hand, getting everybody set up and, and ready to go. And you hop out and it seems all's pretty quiet. Uh, what do you guys do? So out of character, Boulder doesn't know where that text came from, right? No. 
Okay. I think we need to either go hunt or we need to convince Ratboy to unleash Warwick uh, in assisting us in the hunt. I have a question real quick. Mm-hmm. How do they know where they are? They don't. They're searching the sewers. They know that you sent them to the sewers. I thought we were really good about not saying anything about the no, sewers. No, I said I sent them to a, ra- a place Ratboy knew of. The The problem is the whole episode before that where you told Lost Cat to go to the sewers with Ratboy. I don't think I said sewers. Uh, homie... You want me to go play the episode right now? <laughs> Here you go, editor. Insert. Flashback. Finis, what do you need? Lost Cat, listen. I know that I've made mistakes, and I apologize. But I need you to gather your things. You and the students are going to be heading down into the sewers. This is for your own safety. What? what what's in the sewers? It's a little town. Anyway, this is going to happen regardless, so we need to make a plan. <laughs> I go with Cruz's plan. We talk to Rat Boy, go, look, stuff has hit the fan beforehand. We need Warwick's help at least, and then we're going to go and look for this X number of men or women. But we also need to make sure to impress upon Rat Boy that we need him and Warwick to go hunting and to not harm themselves like if they if they're in any sort of being chance of being seen or harmed don't take it but if they see like you know a group of five people by themselves then warwick and him should be able to disable them or remove them from the scenario that's fine i mean you're you're gonna be the one talking so you and you and doc okay we got a plan i don't know am i coherent enough yeah dude you you've got five harm i mean that's pretty bad but it's not terrible i think it's after nine is when you start like yeah you're unconscious essentially or oh, you're, you're comatose. Well, boys, I, I'm i going to go ahead and... Uh, I've got a pack of two angel kits, so I'm going to go ahead and use one on myself. Wait, why have you never used those before? <laughs> it's never presented itself before. He's always unconscious before always he gets unconscious. the chance. I can't ever use them. He goes from two to a ten. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah, I'm always unconscious. I can never use them, so I'm going to use one on myself now. I'm sure I'll get injured in this fight, so I'll use another one later. So you uh, stab yourself in the leg. Uh, You pop out a kit as you get out of Lola. I don't even know where you pull it from. I guess from your messenger bag. You pop a a vial out of your messenger bag, screw it in, and stab yourself in the leg. And let out a sigh as the the vapor goes in and uh, liquefies. Docs, you're not back on the boosts, are you? Uh, nah, nah, I'm not back on the booze. I, I will say, though, that, you know, it was mighty convenient that there was that little small mini fridge in there that I could just stick myself into. It was about 90% coverage, but my tissue's a little bit burned. He said tissue! Yes! <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, so, the Doc, you heal for three, and uh, Boulder, then you get out of the car, and uh, you see... Rat boy walk over and he says, Uh, Boulder, who you got here? Hey, rats boys. This, these are my new friends. This is Tom's Doretto's and uh, Edward Blocks. You might also know them as the Doc and Dens. No, Boulder, the no, uh, Boulder, I think you picked up Doc. some rent. This is not the first time you picked up random strangers from the street. And brought them to the rat cave. <laughs> and tried to bring them here. Doc's back me up. Well, how do they rap, boy? This is uh, it's me. It's me, Doc. It's me, Doc. Bo- Boulder, but I this- also go by Edward Block now. <laughs> Boulder, this this idiot doesn't even look like the Doc. Don't do the voice, Docs. You've got you, you to use your normal voice. Uh, yes, 
Bowler, of course. I'm just trying to stay in character. Rap Boy, do you remember the play where we did the Western? Uh, you said I couldn't be part of that play, Doc. Well, I just said no such thing. But do you remember the play? Yes, I'm, I'm trying to get into voice of, of that character I played in the play. No, you said I had to be, like, backstage and that I didn't really have a face for the theater. This must have been the time that I was on withdrawal with the boost. I, yeah, I would never say something like that intentionally. Rad Boy, you have a beautiful face and you, you just, you're such a good... Um, what, you know, the backstage people, you do such a good job lifting the ropes and stuff. <laughs> I think they're called stagehands or riggers. Ah, but of course, stagehands, yes. Um, Ratboy looks at you, Doc, and he says, That, the skinny tie is an interesting choice, Doc. Well, Ratboy, it wasn't my first choice, but apparently I'm a mediocre journalist now, named Edward Block. Well, you already had the Cog Weekly, so that not much has changed, that's good. Yes, I suppose it's in line with what I previously did. Although I'm not not too familiar with this new tabloid, whatever it is, Fuzzfeed. Apparently, I'm a listicle writer. No, I love their list. I they listed out like the the top ten places to poop in New Haven. That was pretty good. Numbers once was the street doc. Yeah, that that one that one definitely wasn't me. What? <laughs> Number once was the street. Of course, Boulder saw it. <laughs> Uh, what have I got? Uh, I, d- I don't like this job. <laughs> Boulder submitted that one. Um, and Ratboy turns to, to Din, or to Dominic, and he says, uh, Din, um, this, is a, this is a big change. Uh, Din's going to finger gun at him and go, Oh, Saul, little Din! <laughs> oh, okay, well, um, cool. Hey, Boulder, what are we doing? So, Rats Boys, I uh, have some glorious news. Okay, well, uh, you've added roughly 30 people to my already very small town, so sure, what can I do for you? People are searching for us. No, I, they, I know, Boulder, that- In the sewers. How do they know about the sewers? <laughs> it's, it's like he calmed down from earlier and then got re-mad. I look at the dock and then I look down at my feet. Red Boy holds up a hand and he goes, it was, it was the eye, wasn't it? Well, you know, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the previous transcription just to make sure. But, you know, if, um, with everything else that's going on, it's a slight possibility it might have been the eye. But good news, Rad Boy. Boulder ripped the eye out, so we don't have to worry about it anymore. Did it hurt? Of course it hurt. Okay, good. Boulder, what do you need? Wow, that's some... <laughs> you a little saucy today, aren't you, Rad Boy? So, Rad Boys, I figured since um, we put you in dangers, you didn't want to necessarily work with us um, because we've brought you so much torments. But if you and Warwick wants to, to go together... Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a capable, um, man, thing, um, sewer creature. Yeah, n- I mean, he definitely is. Um, you know, he's, I, I kind of got him hiding right now. Oh, well then don't bring him out of hiding. That's smart. Maybes, um. No, so, I mean, it's okay. You can say hello. And all of a sudden, completely out of nowhere, Warwick appears. Can Warwick's goes invisibles? 
And that's where we'll end it for this week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of SideQuest. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Guys, it was a weird one this week. I don't know what to think of these new characters. Uh, let's go first to Dr. Cogsbuckle slash Edward Block. Dr. Cogsbuckle, how are you feeling about this transformation and the choices that you made? Well, you know, I was, wasn't planning on getting severely injured right after Reconstruction, but I guess it's pretty typical of my life. <laughs> At least it was just your butt. Yes, it did get quiet. You know, my butt got damaged for five harm. That seems like pretty excessive, but we won't really go into that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Din slash Dominic Doretto. <laughs> A sword hit. Oh, man. You going to be able to hold this voice for the next five, six episodes? <laughs> bro, I've got no problems doing this voice. All right, bro? This is how actually Richie sounds in real life. Just, so <laughs> just so I hate to break to everyone, but you're stuck with it, kids. <laughs> oh, man. But unless it doesn't vote well with the audience, then I might punch myself in the nose and break back basally dead. <laughs> I guess we'll find out, won't we? Boulder, um, why'd that dude pull that pistol on you, man? I don't know. Seems kind of like a dick who can't see much. Why? I mean, the second part was kind of mean. Uh, Boulder, um, really good smooth talking with Rick. I did not expect that situation to go that way. So I really didn't expect it. I think it was the tears because FuzzFeed says the top thing, 10 things to get your boyfriends to do what you want them to do what? is crying. <laughs> All ten of them were crying. Pretty much is well. One was one was withhold whoopee, but I don't know what whoopees is. So and talking about a whoopee cushion. Oh well, that would make me upset. So yeah, that's quality. Quality. <laughs> um. So next week you guys get to go or on a hunt. Well, I won't be here next week, so I don't know what's going to happen. But the week after, y'all get to go on a hunt through the sewer, so that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. You're all in my hands. <laughs> uh, we'll save that. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that surprise for him. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of SideQuest. Uh, why don't we have Dan talk about the socials this week? Oh, well, you didn't talk much, so he's giving you the time. Yeah, I'm giving you the time. This <clears> is your time, <throat> your stage. Well, you can check out our Twitter at uh, the Cog Weekly. God, it's like butter. You can use the hashtag Sick pod to possibly be featured on an episode or yeah, an episode of Cogs Buckles Corner. Who knows when that's going to be revived. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook. Who really uses Facebook? But it's also the Cog Weekly. That's the Cog underscore weekly. Can I get Facebook. Dan to do some ASMR formulator? That's yeah. if you're into the metaverse. You Thank can also you. check out our Patreon. Is that one Cog Weekly too? I don't know. Nobody ever gives <laughs> us money. It's true. That is true. It's or Dan's true. motto, if you want better quality, pay us, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he said in the group message. So, <laughs> I, I think that I think that's it, guys. Is that did I cover all of them? I think you got them all, it man. Really I appreciate well. you getting real close to the mic. That was good. We stream on Twitch sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Probably when I get in the house, eventually we'll do we'll do that again. And uh, let me run over the affiliate stuff real quick. You can uh, check out our two uh, two companies that we're affiliated with: Buzzsprout, b u z z s p r o u t dot com, Buzzsprout dot com. It's a pod hosting service we personally use, and you can uh, get them to put your podcast up. They're affiliated with a bunch of major podcatchers, and uh, if you use the affiliate link in the description 
below this episode, you can get a uh, bunch of money off of your first few months with Buzzsprout and help them out, help us out, and help you out. Buzzsprout.com. And also, we are affiliates of Instacart. That's I-N-S-T-A-C-A-R-T.com. If you want to get groceries delivered, order them online, get them delivered straight to your door. Usually in an hour or less, you can go to Instacart.com. That's I-N-S-T-A-C-A-R-T.com. Or go check them out in the App Store. And you can order some great things like what, Cruz? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces, not sponsored. And also, Richie, what else can you order? The glorious nectar of the gods called Mountain Dew. Absolutely. And Doritos. And Doritos. Dominic Dorito. (laughs) And uh, you can check them out at Instacart.com, and you can use the affiliate link to get some uh, good deals on your first few months at Instacart. That's Instacart.com and Buzzsprout. Thank you very much for letting us be affiliates. And until next week, good luck next week, guys. By the way, I'm I'm excited about what's going to happen. Yeah, all you're going to get is like raw audio just to edit from our debaucheriness. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, I, I got to make some kind of editing post-production sense out of it, so it's going to be great. So uh, I'm excited, and uh, you'll be in Cruz's hands next week, so good luck. But until then, <laughs> guys... Oh, I didn't say thank you. Thank you for the great, the three greatest PCs in the entire world. Thank you, Dan. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Also, I want to say that uh, no comment on Instacart. <laughs> I, I just tried not to reference it this time. I was doing that for your benefit. No, I know, but I just want to make sure the people know. Okay, understood. Uh, also, thank you, Richie, for playing Dan slash Dominic Doretto. Yeah, man. Anytime. And thank you to Cruz Turner slash LaGrange slash The Boulder. Yeah, man. You know, it's all in good fun. (laughs) We'll see you next time on SideQuest. See you next Monday. Everybody say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Be safe, y'all. Bye. Goodbye. All right, Richie. Tweet to Crocs. Get us that sponsor. I swear, if we do get pulled in, I'd be so happy. I got you, baby. I will talk to Crocs for you. Now we have an after the credits scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys weren't funny last week. We didn't have one. (laughs) (laughs)